0: Welcome to the Mind Virus Podcast. Did you want the first word? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, now that's like a contest, right? We've got to look at each other like a little bit of a Mexican standoff. Hey, hold on a second. I have something smart to say. Something funny. Go ahead, big boy. Throw it at me. I, I got nothing. Okay. Well, hey, look, uh, it's only been... This is Saturday. Today's Saturday, June 11th, 2022. This is the Mind Virus show, mindvirus.show on the web, uh, the Mind Virus podcast. I'm Jordan Bruno, and across, me, across from me on the at the desk here in the bunker is Bobby Flood Bobby Flood Mr. Flood nice to see you today yeah um so just doing a little quick analysis here Uh, it's only been a few days since our last podcast which we released on Tuesday so that would be Friday Thursday Wednesday Tuesday like four days ago is that what that is if I'm doing my math right Uh, I'm trusting your math on this one so if you count Saturday it's five days Okay. Well, anyway. Um, well,
1: depending on when this comes out, it'll be another.
0: Yeah, I might put this out put this out early. We we don't know exactly. It's a Saturday. We're doing something a little different because Bobby's going to be uh, roaming the countryside next week. And uh, anyway, just in the last few days, we've had 117-ish. That's my, my, I don't necessarily have a perfect analysis, but looking at the log files, I think we've had, about, had just over 110 people look at last week's episode which is pretty good uh, by contrast number 77 only had about 80 mid 80s 87 80 to 90 people view it so uh, last week's podcast was of interest which is interesting to me because I titled it dumb questions and I put in the uh, you know the headerline some stuff that, this may be some stuff that may or may not be interesting so maybe <laughs> maybe by making it uh opaque maybe by obscuring it a little bit that piqued everybody's interest i don't know well you did post the source of the phrase
1: dumb questions oh, well like if
0: you're just if you're just perusing the website sure. uh just briefly you know just checking the front page so perusing's probably the wrong word maybe you're just briefly checking into the website if you just looked at the, he- the headline and the and the subtext you may or may not be interested it's got a picture of a guy hauling some baggage around mhm some Aircraft luggage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that, I thought it was a fun discussion. And I, I listened to it again before posting it. I know you did. And, you know, I, I hope that everybody knows we're sincerely trying to help, not hurt, and not recommending anybody take any rash action. But we do need to philosophically, to be honest with ourselves, we need to answer the questions, right? And I think the point was there are no dumb questions especially if you're going to ask God and if it's your relationship with God, then don't let any man, anybody, any mortal or maybe even immortal, right? I mean, there's Joseph Smith went made a quote about, about how knowledge saves a man and uh, in the world of spirits that if you don't have enough knowledge, you could get taken captive by evil spirits who have consequent who have more knowledge and consequently greater power because they know more. So, and it's interesting because in the Doctrine and Covenants we have methods to discern whether uh, a spirit is a good one or its messages from God and whatnot, right? So, isn't that kind of interesting? Interesting. So, trust, trust no man with your salvation, and uh, not any spirit either, except the Spirit of the Lord, right. Jesus Christ. There's some good depictions of that idea in
1: various stories, movies. One that comes to mind is the. the The big final scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when he has to go through the gauntlet. Oh, I love that! And the the gauntlet, or for lack of a better word, you know, the the test, the series of tests,
0: the three trials. He has to. Those are all based on knowledge. In in Egypt, it's the Duat. You've got to go through the fearful passage. The om Duat is the name of the book.
1: And ultimately, to the weighing. Well, they're different, but the weighing of the heart. Requires a little bit of that
0: as well. Well, the weighing of the heart, I think, is a way, uh, waypoint in the Duat mm-hmm. and at the end you then, um, fight the evil one and then pass through the fiery eye of Horus. On, and I can't remember whether the weighing of heart comes before or after the the ritual combat, <clears throat> but yeah, you got to go through darkness and get out. You got to fight your way out. But oftentimes you
1: need, you need to answer questions and riddles and know that the Latin Jeho- spelling of Jehovah is. With an eye, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yehovah>. Yoda,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just from the uh, last crusade, of course. And then in the end, he has a, just an act of faith, right? Take the step. The leap from the lion's head. Yeah, there's, that, that, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a great
0: not, uh, moment. But that's not the last one. The, the leap from faith is the second to last. He thinks it's the last one. And when he gets to the cup of Christ, right? The Holy Grail, right. the sangraal. there's a wisdom decision right you must choose wisely and i think we've addressed that here how the we haven't talked much about the holy grail or the da vinci code or anything that would be fun i think we've we've gone uh into that territory before we had that easter woman podcast and some other ones where we talked about the divine feminine it'd be fun to get into that
1: it's been a while since we broke down a a
0: movie too maybe that's something we need to do soon well da vinci code would be a good one to break down it would but uh wisdom wisdom is feminine, right? She is greater than fine rubies. Uh blessed is the man that findeth her. And of course she is a tree of life. Read Proverbs chapters 1 through 8. 318 around that area is pretty dang good. But
1: he, he chose poorly.
0: Did he say poorly or was it you must choose wisely or
1: Yeah, he Doesn't he, he, doesn't he, he say wisely? He says choose wisely to before they choose, and then the the usurper comes in, right? And, and he chooses poorly. And he he says something like, "Now that is a cup for the King of Kings." And he grabs the most ornate one yeah. he can find, and and then uh, Indy chooses one that's like I think it's just carved out of wood, pretty basic, kind of a little bit obvious at that point in the in the story, but um, probably more. If more more realistically to to choose something that was just nondescript, but it's a fun fun movie, great parable, and uh, the point is that sometimes you have to answer questions and have knowledge. And yeah, Joseph Smith talked a lot about knowledge. It's all over in teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith and his lectures, his journals, the Doctrine and Covenants lectures on faith. It's everywhere. So it must be it must have been really important to uh Joseph cuz he it was a uh, an ongoing theme in his entire ministry.
0: Right. And uh wisdom wisdom comes uh wisdom and knowledge come together often and uh embodied in the the Lord and his consort. So really interesting stuff. Well, but yeah, we're back. We're back. I learned an interesting word in the last few days. Yeah. That word was from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and it is reciprocal seclusion. Reciprocal seclusion. I'm not sure where the emphasis is <laughs> in the pronunciation <laughs> who, of that. Reciprocal seclusion.
1: Who who uh who comes up with the word in the
0: in the Hitchhiker's Guide? Uh so this was uh, one of your uh one of the authors you have mentioned before Mark Jeffdevic at bombthrower.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've mentioned Jeffdevic isn't there another guy at bombthrower is he the main dude?
1: I'm not sure. We've we have mentioned bombthrower. Can we say that word? Bomb? Or do we have to censor If you're
0: anywhere near an airport you will be um arrested for that. Mark E Jeff Vic is the bomb thrower Whoa, so he's yeah. kind of the main dude there so we give we'll give him credit for this but he mentions in this there was an article that i sent to you that you didn't read called how to protect yourself from the davos man i'm on this article now. i love the the robes these guys are wearing in
1: the picture yeah what's crazy <laughs> is he's holding
0: like, a bouquet of roses and a scroll klaus schwab is yeah, and the, and it's not quite roses. They're like some exotic flower wrapped in some, like, parchment or something. Yeah, and the scroll looks like it's all kind of old school. Oh, yeah. These people are, I mean, way out there, and they're wearing black robes. Okay, these aren't white And robes. His, These are he, black robes.
1: Yeah, and he has, well, the guy, the guy to his left looks like, they have some kind of a, a more ornate version than the guy to his right. Maybe they're higher up the scale. Or maybe it's just the lighting.
0: I think that uh, you can go find this stuff on the internet. There's some very strange ritual ceremonials that these people have recorded and put out, like them doing strange ritual. And there, there was one also at the opening of the, or a, or a reopening, or a, I don't know, some sort of a milestone for the guys at CERN in Switzerland, the, the super collider scientists. Yeah. There's some very, very strange there,
1: presentations. It, 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 there's one, uh, maybe it's the same one you're referring to, the big tunnel that was opening. Is that what it was? There was a big tunnel somewhere. In the area there? In Europe. And they did a big show. And, like
0: it was like the opening ceremonies of a special, yeah. or of the Olympics, of a special Olympics. <laughs> uh,
1: not, not that kind of special Olympics.
0: No, that, that would be, <clears throat> this would be a special in the wrong way. But it, Olympics. Uh, I found that one very odd because it was just the opening
1: of, of like a tunnel. But a tunnel is a portal. <laughs> and when you watch this, um, when you watch the, the ceremony, it's very disturbing. Like the imagery is really odd and
0: disturbing. Bizarro. It's very dark. Even, you know, if you've been um, through the Mormon temple ceremony, that's a little weird for people to think, oh, I'm going to do a a ritual initiation. That's unusual. And I think most people really don't, they kind of just set that aside and don't acknowledge how special that is to go through that kind of a ceremony, but it's unusual, very unusual at a minimum and not done very much in the modern world. But it seems to be done by, you know, it was done by Joseph Smith, who I think had good reason to do it it's done by the masons i think the masons probably got infiltrated along the way i'm not saying that all their ceremonies are bad symbolism can be taken multiple ways right Mm -hmm. symbolism can be taken uh in a in a good way or in an evil way and it can be twisted and changed uh by bad people too and uh but here you have the dark robes as opposed to the white robes in the mormon temple ceremony and they're clearly engaged in in a symbolic occult. We'll call it an occult. So occult means hidden. Doesn't necessarily mean bad, but darkness is usually associated with the occult. And in this case, they're emitting that with their black, dark robes, right? So doing some strange stuff there. But anyway, uh, the bomb thrower, he had an article published on Zero Hedge and that's where I found it, it was how to protect yourself from the Davos man. And he says, read this if you don't want your human rights, quote, recalibrated, which is what they've been, that's the kind of terminology that they've been using over in uh, Europe at the Davos summit. Now at the same time, you had the Bilderbergers going on and uh, plenty of other collaborations by these globalists. But the word reciprocal seclusion comes from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which uh, Jeff? Let's just call him Jeff, right? Jeff DeVick. Let's call him Mark. That's easier. <laughs> Jeff Devich. <laughs> right. Jeff Devichard Vic. Uh, he he calls Douglas Adams' satire a documentary, <laughs> and uh, that's the author of Hitchhiker's Guide, right? Yeah. Douglas Adams. And he says that reciprocal occlusion is a term invented and used in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and it means a number whose value can be anything but itself. So the value of the number four is anything but four. And the example he uses is that the stated hour of a dinner party is the one single moment in time when it is impossible for any guests to arrive. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) And so like his example of uh statements that the technocrats have made this is under the heading the the three things he says to protect yourself is number one you have to understand who they are know or know what you're dealing with which we've talked a little bit about number two you have to understand that it will never happen and this is an interesting point to to discuss that it will never happen because man we're we're sucked into it like oh this is going to happen right and then number three what can you actually do about it well, in, in in understanding that it not, it'll never happen, he brings up the idea of embracing the reciprover seclusion, and uh, his examples of what they what they say that are reciprover seclusions are uh, when the technocrats say that quote subprime is contained. It isn't. Now, subprime for the uninformed was less than optimal loans made to people for mortgages on houses that went bad that caused the whole collapse of the economy in 2008. So when they say subprime is now contained, it's like, oh, we can make loans to people who can't pay back. We've got it figured out. Right. Well, it isn't. Right. The next statement he says is that future inflation targets are the one value inflation can never have. (laughs) Uh, GDP estimates. CPI, so uh, the Consumer Price Index, PPI, money velocity, and all of it aren't predictions, they're exclusions. He says there's a kind of ontological structure to why this is the case. Knowledge of the future, meaning predictions, can never occur in a vacuum. Putting the prediction into the world, meaning planning it by that very act, creates reinforcement and opposition and reduces the odds of the outcome. And then he talks about in physics, something called the three-body problem and it says how it's impossible to figure out how three bodies gravitationally interacting, how you can't even really model that with math and, and computers, which I thought, thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought they had all the physics worked out of all the heavenly movements and stuff, but there are way more than three bodies moving around in the heavens. Very interesting to me. Yeah, this is int- uh,
1: interesting. He also his third put. Did you say the third point? What you can, what you actually do about it?
0: Yeah, he references a book that I'd like to maybe pick up at some point called "How Not to Be a Loser."
1: (laughs) I think I've seen that book. I I, uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. How not to be a loser? I've seen. (laughs) Stop being a loser. That's what it
0: is. Stop being a loser.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole there's a whole cottage industry, a whole sub genre of like, kind of self help books that take on that sort of a tone, like right. How to Unbleep Your Life. I've seen one like that, um, <laughs> stuff like that, like where, where the titles are a bit eye catching and a little, little uh, snarky.
0: Right. In, in his section on what you can actually do about it, he, has, he says you have to smash your great barrier. And one of the barriers he brings up is like um, drugs, addiction right? Or negative thinking, sex, porn, codependency, television, YouTube. Who the hell knows these days, he says. <laughs> he also says you have to be independently wealthy. <laughs> that yeah, may not be ideal
1: or fair, but that's how it is. An Look. interesting thought. <laughs>
0: but he's, he's not completely wrong. Although I've, I think that... Uh, well, does he say you have to be independently wealthy or is, does it say become financially independent? He does talk about that later. Because the point, so I think there's, those the question is how much stuff do you need? Right. I
1: think you could become, quote unquote, independently wealthy without necessarily making lots and lots and lots of money, but rather living uh, conservatively, living within your means. Remember that, that phrase used to get bandied about a lot? In church? Yeah. yeah. Used In to. In church, everywhere. Live seems within like your means.
0: Seems like it's a, a, a little bit uh, lonely, forlorn, lost these days.
1: He says, if you aren't independently wealthy, as we go through this fourth turning of history, then there's high likelihood you'll be a neo-feudal serf trapped (laughs) with the social credit system, living on stimmies and doing what you're told.
0: Of course, because you'll have to do what you're told to get the stimulation. Right. How many people uh, do we
1: already know that are like that?
0: Stimulus. The stimulation. The the stimmy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I knew we were getting into some trouble uh, in 2020. Well, for a lot of reasons, but when people started calling the stimulus checks stimmies, when we, we, we started having this yeah. pet name and people are like, give me that stimmy," I knew there was a problem because people were overlooking the obvious con- you know, consequence of stimmies, which is what we're experiencing right now called inflation. Contrary to the popular belief that inflation is caused by the putin price hike and corporate greed
0: right uh the there was an article on zero hedge that i'm trying to find right now but i I guess i'll just give it up it was pretty simply it just said greatest tweet ever and the guy had said something like prices are up here 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 and here uh, how's listed,
1: that $3,000 stimmy looking now? He listed like 10 categories, right? Like
0: yeah. gas, food. Everything's uh, costing more. How's your $3,000 stimulus check yeah. looking now?
1: Which most people probably got those stimmies and blew them on fun things, right?
0: I think a lot were blown on Bitcoin, which is kind of disheartening because now that's coming down. Ethereum <clears> is below, throat> according throat> to Zero Hedge, it's below the <clears throat> cost basis or something. We're squandered away on the stock market meaning people have lost money on it yeah the stock market
1: there's probably very few people who who got the stimulus check and and we can't seriously call it a stimulus all it does is it's a short term it's kind of like um maybe uh smelling salts like you ever tried smelling salts no, but are they pretty nasty? Yeah, they're really nasty, but they'll wake you up for a second. But they're, not, they're no cure for like actual fatigue, but they'll, they'll, they'll snap you out of it. And yeah. I know a lot of athletes like to like to wave them under their nose before going out onto the field, kind of clear their mind. Huh, interesting. <clears throat> but that's kind of a stimulus. It might have some short-term benefit. I, I don't think it necessarily does. It depends on who you ask, I guess, and what the benefit, what they think the
0: benefit is. Obviously, it's to stimulate spending, right? It's not as powerful as like, say, a shot of adrenaline in your thigh. (laughs) Right. That'll keep you going longer. Right in your heart. Right in your heart, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, yeah, clearly the stimulus checks, all they did was break the economy.
1: Yeah, and... The first time I remember stimulus happening, you know, as we call it today, was in that... The housing the, crisis. The housing crisis. Remember remember Bush's famous declaration that in order to save the free market, we have to destroy the free market.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. You bring that, <laughs> that up from was, time to time.
1: That was... A, that. We, I bring it up from time to time because that was when the the clay on my eyes started to dissolve. And yeah. I started realizing that Something was seriously wrong, because up to that point, I was kind of a traditional right-leaning George Bush, we got to go into Iraq, <clears throat> kind of conservative, right? Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> if you call that conservative. Well, I, I don't anymore. Yeah. I don't anymore. But uh, I, that, that statement, uh, coupled with a lot of the other things that was going on, was kind of my stimulus. It was my... Oh, intellectual stimmy,
0: yeah, and and yeah, that's they handed he, out. They handed out money back then, that's for sure.
1: And they've done it. They've done it over and over and over and over. You know, since then. And and and, what was it like? Something like four trillion dollars worth of stimmies went out in twenty twenty. Like. What, it was crazy. I thought it was Dude. a more like
0: they started at three. Did it end up at six? The problem is it gets multiplied in the economy. Right, we're a wash. We were a wash in cash. Now they're um jacking up interest rates. So that what that does is it. Okay, so now I'm 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 wanting to launch into a discussion of fractional reserve banking, and because we have limited time today, I'm not going to go off there. But you, Good need, call. Good you call. need to know that money is injected into the economy when the government spends money and creates bonds and everything, and, and uh, that's the first level. But when your bank gets it and lends it out, that's the next level. They, they take your deposit of, say, $100, and they lend out 90 of it, Right. And then the next guy deposits that into his bank and his bank can lend out 90% of that. So $89 or something, right. or uh, $91 of that or something like that. $81, excuse me. Math is not working well for me today. It will come to my world. <laughs> but yeah, so so you can see that you gradually exhaust that initial deposit, but then the, uh, the banks, by lending it out again, so they don't have to have it all in the bank to lend it out they get to make it up out of thin air so that creates velocity in the economy and as it's spent and deposited and spent and deposited the amount of money exp- the, in the or what they call the money supply expands and it contracts when the federal reserve causes borrowing to become less desirable when they raise interest rates everybody has to slow down so the people buying houses have to people second guess that they they can't afford it they can't spend that much money so the bank can't take um, and lend that extra five hundred thousand dollars into the economy they can only lend three hundred thousand dollars or they can't make that very next loan so the next guy can't deposit it the Whoever wants to get that, so it slows it down. It decreases the velocity of money. Your 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 builder or the the guy that you're going to buy the house from or buy the car from, they don't get it and they don't put it into their bank, and it reduces the amount of money available. It creates more competition in the lending industry, and it slows everything down. Here's so that causes here's prices theoretically to go come down.
1: Here's that tweet. It's from someone called Ross Hendricks. I don't know who that is, <clears throat> uh-huh. and I'm not going to look that up right now. But he says. He says in, he's quote tweeting a headline from NPR that says, rents across U.S. rise above $2,000 a month for the first time ever. That was posted on June 9th, 2022. He responds or quote tweets that, which is where a quote tweet is where you quote a tweet, another tweet, and then you can make your own. What's uh, the title of that article? uh, Remarks. On Zero Hedge, it's called Biden's Presidency, summarized in one tweet. Oh, Okay. And so Ross Hendrick says, <clears throat> says, gas is $5 a gallon, 10-year-old Honda Civics cost $20,000, suburban middle-class homes cost half a mil, and rent is $2,000 a month. Hope the 3K in stimmy checks was worth it. Yeah. I paid more for a tank of gas this last week than I ever have in my life, and it wasn't even close. Like it was obscene <laughs> what it cost. Right. And I Here have a in Utah, big, What's it what's it costing? About uh, almost five it's, bucks it's, a gallon. It's it, o- right? It's right at five at that time, the the regular unleaded, the cheapest you could get, was four ninety nine and nine tenths. So five bucks. When you filled up last? Yeah. Did you go to Costco? No, that was at a Chevron. Now I know there's ways like with Costco or or like Smith's, which is a Kroger brand grocery store, you can, you can knock a few cents off a gallon using their loyalty points, which we often do. But this was just at a regular gas station. Yeah, just
0: earlier this week, I'd say Thursday, my son filled up and it was $4.79 for the cheapest grade at Costco.
1: Yeah, and Costco can, can supplement that a little bit. You know,
0: they can cut that price
1: down by because you pay... 150 bucks a year to. So 4.99 is sort of the retail. Street, <clears throat> but the line, street did you have
0: to wait in line? Oh yeah, the Costco waiting in line. I drove by. Trying to go to Costco gas. I drove by
1: and they had guys out there with, like directing traffic. that cones and set up. It was like yeah. a it was like a queue for a Disneyland ride.
0: But you're in your car. In your car. Burning car. gas while you're waiting. <laughs> right, while, you're waiting to bur- while you're waiting to save two bucks. Right. Because if you think about it, you put 20 bucks in, you save 10 cents a gallon. It's two bucks. Right. But But you're going to need that two bucks. You're going to need that two bucks to buy your next hamburger. That 20 bucks,
1: that 20 bucks is only going to get you home. I mean, that's two bucks
0: and two bucks isn't going to buy you a hamburger. No, it's going to buy you the difference between what the hamburger cost last week and what it costs this week. That's why you need that extra two bucks.
1: It's not uncommon now to spend 10 to $15 for one person at a you know, a fast food restaurant. If you, if you were to get like a burger, fries and a large drink, you're, you're looking at 10 bucks when it should cost like four or
0: three. Right. I'm not sure what it's going to take for people to see. I think as we've postulated before, we're postulating that far more people out there are awakened to how crappy, how bad, how evil the current regime is, but whether we can actually do anything about it now in light of the 2000 mules revelations that they're just fixing the elections remains to be seen.
1: The, the, the unfortunate reality is that we can only do things. We think we can only do something about it at the booth, right? The voting booth. This is a midterm year, <clears throat> but do we really think that flipping the House and the Senate are going to do anything? We would
0: hope that that would keep us out of the gun control law territory. It might. It might. For a little
1: while. You just, But more and more Republicans are just going along with the, the regime.
0: Yeah, the orders. question is who's in the pipeline? Who's funded all these new people <clears throat> that are going to oust the Democrats?
1: Well, a lot of, a lot of uh, up-and-coming Republicans come, come from the young global leaders which is going back to the very beginning of our podcast today is the led black by, ropes, led wef people in black robes.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well one one of the things the things that this guy uh Mark J the bomb thrower says that we can do. I think there, it's interesting to think about this. I'm I'm going to post this article. I'd love to get any feedback you guys have on the website about what we can do about this. This is a, it's it's a continuing theme on the Mind Virus show we what we can really actually do about this. And that's why I love to remind everybody of some of Catherine Fitz's recommendations, like use cash on Fridays. It's a big one and, uh, make a time budget, you know, don't, don't focus too much time on this thing. And so he says, what can you do? And he says, smash your great barrier first. And he says, become financially independent. And then he says, think for yourself. Right, That's, That sort of goes along with the time budget. He says, start jettisoning low signal inputs, television. <laughs> now, what's TV these days? That, it's not just over-the-air TV, right? You've got cable TV. You've got Netflix, Amazon Prime. You've got about 50 different streaming services. It's diffuse. Now. Hulu, all of that stuff. Guys, it, I know, TBM out there. TBM, you're binge-watching something right now while you're listening to the Mind Virus show. By the way, TBM gave us a a very nice comment on the last podcast. He said, greatest podcast ever.
1: In the history of the world. But he did
0: qualify it, and he said, because he said greatest podcast ever, so he said, best mind virus episode ever. Come on, TBM. (laughs) You don't have to be that specific. (laughs) But anyway... I know you're listening to this while you're watching something like uh, the community college show or um, some other Avengers thing or something like that.
1: <laughs> Was
0: it Troy and Ovid? <laughs> Ovid?
1: Who were those guys? <laughs> I don't know. That's the Game of Thrones theme song. Oh, Game of
0: Thrones. Have not seen that series.
1: You could skip it. Okay. So I <clears throat> I watched it because I came from the books that there's.
0: I was, have come from the books. I have come from the books. You and Feeding the Hungry are <clears throat> on the same page here.
1: In those books, the first three in the series are excellent, if a little bit
0: graphic at times. So does that mean it's a graphic novel? Is that yes. what a graphic novel is, Bobby? Yes, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a graphic novel is a
1: long comic book. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to call them graphic novels and not just like comic Mom, Novel, I, comic novels. My
0: teacher said this. I, they shouldn't read it, it was, they said it was graphic. And Some I graphic novels can
1: be graphic, but the last two books in the series, books four and five, are not very good. And also, the not series, very graphic. The series is unfinished. So the TV series finished it. Finished the story in a very unsatisfying way (laughs) and the author of the books is not going to finish the books
0: was the author of the books involved in the tv series? unfortunately
1: and i say that because it was taking time away from him actually telling the
0: stories and anyway well okay mark here tells us uh television is low low signal input low quality input maybe is another way to say that and then he's kind of is redundant here, all mainstream and corporate media, but not entirely redundant, right? Because, I mean, they're on social media. You've got, you, you guys that are doing social media, you got to realize a lot of it's corporate. When your friends start parroting the, uh, the latest m- meme level, eighth grade level garbage. Putin sixth, price hike. Putin sixth, price hike. Sixth grade. It's, I guess it's fourth grade level stuff now that's getting recirculated. Corporate greed. That's corporate media. Corporate greed. Putin price hike. <laughs> Finally want a cracker?
1: I saw a tweet that uh, a guy said that he uh he witnessed he witnessed his neighbor walk outside lower the Ukrainian flag from his Porch or whatever, and replace it with the pride flag. And he said, "That
0: is America today." Have you seen all the memes where they have the pride flag and then they have the Ukraine colors prominently factoring into it?
1: Yeah, it's like a pride, trans, and Ukrainian flag all built into one. They're like it said something like,
0: "For all those who can't
1: afford multiple flags, or something, we got you covered."
0: Oh, assignment <laughs> for the listeners, by the way. The acronym is LGB, right? TQ. I A plus plus. Okay. Okay. No offense to the people that are honestly in that camp, but let's go. Brandon starts with LGB. Mm -hmm. So we need you guys to put your minds together and come up with an acronym for LGBTQ that includes let's go. Brandon at the start. All right. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Please post in the comments, not graphic comments. You can write a novel if you want. Just don't make it graphic. On this subject, if you want to make a comic about it, though, you can do that. You can make it graphic if you can, if you're willing to do the drawing. But as, your as in drawings gra- need to be appropriate. Gra- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Jeff Jeffovic, what what is his name again? It is Mark Jeffovic or Vich. Someone, please. Help me out.
1: Let's just say Jeff Tovic and Mark, if you're
0: you're listening, please correct us. And and come, uh, let's have a chat. Yeah, let's come be on our podcast. We we love your stuff. He goes on, he says, social media, massive curation will be required here. Then he says, these are things you have to jettison all politicians. All politicians. (laughs) I like that. I agree. And expert authorities. We, uh, yeah. We want, we here on the podcast want to be your single source of truth. So, all expert authorities except me and Bobby. Yeah. I've never claimed to be an expert, but I am. I just don't claim it. Well, if you claim it, that kind of rules you out.
1: Well, I'm just, no, I'm not. I'm just saying.
0: You have to demonstrate your credentials through your fruits.
1: <laughs> I, I, um, let me see if I can find it. I thought I saved this. Yeah. Okay. This
0: is see, speaking of.
1: <laughs> expert authority, right? Okay. This was published on cnn.com Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. So about 6 6 months ago. Gas prices will tumble below $3 a gallon soon, government forecasts. Okay. Right. <laughs> There's your experts. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's
1: a Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. That was not what I thought it was. But uh yeah. There's your experts for you. And there's a lot of uh, examples of experts being really wrong
0: about a lot of different things. Like about the millions of people that were going to die in the UK. I guess the problem is now they want to say there were a million people that died due to COVID. But remember, a lot of those people died in motorcycle accidents. Those initial projections. They were for like two
1: weeks. Yeah, you have to look at the time frame, right? They said 2 million people in the United States Within a few months ins- or something.
0: When you incentivize all, because I mean, you can buy anything in this world with money. When you when you create such an incredible incentive to find COVID deaths uh, by giving these institutions money every time they find one, stimmies. you can get a, th- a million of them over two or three years, easy. Anyway. Yeah. He goes on and he talks about uh, work, you know, having a goal, coming up with a plan, spending your mental, mental mental energy on your goals and plans. And then he talks about cultivating optionality. Mark E. Jefftevic does the bomb thrower, and talks about. And this is a little bit more e- economic newsletter type, right? Talks about multiple streams of income and businesses and Plan B, et cetera, and then he talks about getting ready. So anyway, we've talked about preparation uh, before. His his list of uh, his short list of prep items: backup generators, medical supplies, tools, foods, and then lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> you need lawyers. Lawyers to what do you do with them? You put them in your bag, your bug out bag you pull them out when you're confronted with the police, and then you run. The lawyers? Yeah, you pull the lawyer out. You Like, maybe we could get an inflatable lawyer going and sell <laughs> that on the website. Like, you you push a button in, like, one of those life rafts, it just inflates. And they say things like, So that you're, you're confronted with, like, a cop that's office rocker, or there's a lot of good cops out there. No offense, guys. But somebody that's enforcing the egregious statist mandates or whatever, or some gang of roving vandals that the that the Salt Lake uh, PD have been told not to touch, right? So right. Antifa thugs. So you throw down the lawyer, you hit the button, it inflates and starts talking to the people while you head out. <laughs> you get away. Speaking of all of that, today today is
1: the, the 11th of June, which I think we mentioned. Today was the Salt Lake police department gun buyback
0: oh the pd was getting into it not just the city um or was yeah, that yeah. was that the hundred the, the, the fifty dollar maverick card yeah the pd was
1: involved and i wonder if maybe we have anybody over the next week who could give us any insight on on how many people actually showed I might up i could
0: find out i might i might have some I'd be, real,
1: I'd be real curious to know if more than 50 people came and traded their right to self-defense away for fifty dollars at maverick I mentioned this
0: to uh, which won't even fill your tank up halfway, <laughs> right I mentioned this to uh, an acquaintance who would have firsthand knowledge of that in, in Salt Lake City. Um, they th- posited the idea that a lot of these guns would be that they asked the question well is it going to be no, no questions asked? you know is this like an amnesty because they thought a lot of these guns might have been used in crimes
1: yeah, it's a great way for somebody to ditch a stolen weapon a weapon they've committed a crime with yeah it's a way to incentivize guys to go out beforehand to go steal weapons (laughs) like it's it's just absurd it's a there's no good reason to to do anything like this but here we are
0: yeah well anyway uh at the end of mark's article here he says you know, there's going to be people who make it and who don't make it. And in the end, it will be largely self-selecting. I like that. You guys should read this article and, and let us know what you think. And, and don't necessarily look at it from a, an entirely economic, financial standpoint. I think money's great, but it doesn't necessarily solve
1: everything. He says, being a sovereign individual requires commitment and preparation. You don't have to do it, but just understand that if you don't, we're headed into a world where you're probably going to spend the rest of your life doing what you're told instead of what you want. And for a lot of people that's okay as long as they own nothing and are are happy, as long as they get their stimmy, as long as they have their Netflix. Well, it's funny or he shows a
0: he shows a little diagram of where we are today in the financial sense and he has a pyramid and it shows how um, a very small number of people hold most of the wealth, right? And you've got an upper, like an upper one percent or point one percent upper class, then a one percent class, then you know the upper middle class, and then the rest of the people, right? Mm-hmm. And granted, there's more people <laughs> at the bottom, but there are these tiers, right? There's it looks like there's mobility between the tiers. And then in his next one, he says where we're headed is it shows Klaus Schwab with his dark robes on at the top with barbed wire underneath him and then that guy from the you'll own nothing and you'll be happy that poor guy it's probably just a stock photo (laughs) yeah it's probably a stock photo he's like crap i'm the face of the the (laughs) w-e-s getty images how could you sell me out yeah and he's he's owning
1: nothing and it says carbon footprints, energy rationing, social credit scores, eat bugs,
0: live in the pod, kill your dog, kill your dog because your dog is a p- polluter, right? And then it shows them up the top with their uh, which I, I, I boats read, and planes. I
1: read something about, and it, it would require more reading than I'm willing to do because it sounds so stupid. But a New Zealand, you know, our favorite, your favorite, <laughs> our single source, your of truth single source is somehow either proposing or. Or implementing a tax on livestock burps. <laughs> Is something uh, counting? Do they have like a counter? I have I don't know. I mean, i i, I could I could understand where they would say we're we're going to have a tax or more taxes on the n- number of livestock you may own, but I don't know. Which I still don't agree with that. But I don't know how they're going to measure or count every time a sheep or a cow. There's a lot of sheep in New Zealand. Maybe they have to hire a counter. There's like 10 times the sheep as there are the no, people. No, no,
0: Jermaine. Roll it back. That was just Timmy. <laughs> Jermaine. Timmy burped. Timmy, you owe the government
1: $4. Well, <clears throat> I, don't, uh, I don't want to live in a world where I'm always doing what I'm told. Because there's a lot of things that I want to do that um, other people don't have anything to do with. Right, Like what? I think just pursuing, uh, pursuing a career or pursuing. Like what specifically,
0: what are you planning to do as a career for a career?
1: Well, I, I'm beyond that. My, my, my career ambitions are sort of,
0: uh, I seem to be taking offense that I'm getting really specific on this one.
1: No, no, it's okay. I had a conversation with a friend just today and, and I said, we were talking about some young people and, uh, you know, he said, oh, he's got a good opportunity for this kind of job, but not sure if he wants to do it. And I said, well, it might be a good opportunity for now. And I said, my whole life has been for now kind of jobs. <laughs> but um, let's take, for example. Well, I ask um, sincerely,
0: because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, we're both, I think, figuring that out. I think, I think what we're going to do is grow up
0: to be the
1: most powerful
0: podcasters in the universe. We'd have to change the podcast from Mind Virus to Masters of the Universe. That's taken. Probably trademarked.
1: Yeah. By Hasbro? Is that who it was? I have the
0: power.
1: You ever watched He Man recently? Free
0: Mind Virus sticker to whoever. Oh, dang it, you said it. You ever, we could edit that. <laughs> no, I'd give up. I'd give up. I'm not. But have you watched? I, wanna, I have some mind virus stickers. Ask me if you know me, and I'll see if I can. Uh, I have some dish too. We out. had a, a find listener
1: them. made us some um, last year, and I still have a few of those to give away. Yeah, I'm willing
0: to give a couple away.
1: So on YouTube, on YouTube, there's a good a lot of good things on YouTube. There's a lot of bad things, right? A lot of propaganda. and...
0: Mostly propaganda, but you
1: can find um, old cartoons that are like playing twenty four hour seven. They'll just that's be right. Back you get it for free. GI Joe, all the GI Joe stuffs up. Speaking of propaganda, Robotech. But GI Joe was awesome. But you can that's find true. you can find full episodes of He Man, which I loved He Man when I was a little kid, and I, I watched some episodes recently, and I'll give them a pass on the horrible quality of the animation. Okay, it was low budget stuff. It was in the eighties. It was good then. But I'm not giving him a pass on the horrible storytelling and writing. It, it's so bad. <laughs> and there's also something I didn't know then. There's a lot of innuendo in <laughs> He-Man. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I,
0: I'm, I'm interested to check that out and see what I missed. Because I remember I, watching that thinking, ah. I loved He-Man when I was a kid. Uh, He-Man.
1: Yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. Prince Adam and He-Man, how, how does nobody know? What's this floating ghost guy? There what was his th- name? Um, that was Ergo Ur, Ur, Orco. Orco. Hey, He-Man. And he had, but I'm like, their faces are identical. How could they not know? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Superman? <laughs> yeah, but at least he had glasses. He had glasses, on. that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in He-Man, he's like wearing a different. Version of less clothing, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he, he when he's he when he's Prince Adam, he wears kind of a weird tunic and some tights. When That's he's he man, right. he wears a furry loincloth and a and a battle harness. Yeah, and women are only allowed to wear bikinis, armored bikinis. Is that where the armored bikini started? No, I think they just copied uh, Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Anyway, I like t Man a lot. I love GI Joe. GI Joe is funny too. You watch it now; like they'll shoot down a uh, a plane with Cobra soldiers in it, and, yeah, they, and they all get out. they always everyone parachutes out. Nobody dies in GI Joe.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's- then then there was that <clears throat> machine that they were able to transport everybody from one place to another, and it required all these really um, exotic elements. Oh, that was my favorite.
1: There's a bit of innuendo innuendo in G.I. Joe too.
0: Really? Stuff that we didn't here here would be a good cultural They were insinuating that everyone would be wearing masks in the future, so Cobra One. <clears throat> right. This would be an interesting kind of cultural study
1: slash like PhD project, or maybe not PhD, but
0: THC. Is, is the
1: is the innuendo because the writers at the time were being clever and inserting that on
0: purpose, or is it because we're over sexed,
1: or is it because everything now is it today is innuendo? That would that'd be something to, to we're over stimmied,
0: yeah. We're, we're definitely over stimmied. All you have to do is say that's what she said after uh, everything, everything,
1: yeah. Why were we talking about He Man?
0: I don't know. I think we're just having fun today. We were talking about the Davos (laughs) article, Davos man. Yeah, we were. And uh, we were talking about. uh, You can find a lot of good stuff on YouTube.
1: I think bottom line is um, this article that we referred to. Some of the episodes we've been talking about is find a way in your life, whatever it is, that you that will help you ignore the Davos man. And did yeah. not rely on him for anything? You
0: were going to give me some good career suggestions, I think, is what we were really, what we were really getting to.
1: Oh, right, right. Oh, the specific thing. You wanted me to get specific. Yeah. So here, here's something specific that any I think— one that
0: makes a lot of money, doesn't have any uh, customers well, or any employees.
1: Th- it doesn't make any money, but this is, a, okay. this is an, an activity that It'd a lot of people do. A lot of people in, in America, North America, let's say, well— People do this everywhere, but it's it's ingrained in our culture in in America and Canada, and that is hunting. Hunting is something that I want to do. I like to do it. The Davos crowd will take that away from us so keep hunting yeah the other the other thing there's a lot of advantages to hunting, one of them is. It gets you out in the woods and reminds you that the mountains are big, wild places, and it's important to feel a little vulnerable once in a while. It's a good way to bond with your kids and your friends, and also it's a good way to get meat. Which can,
0: the Davos crowd doesn't want you to eat.
1: No, unless it's bugs. That's not meat. Bug meat? <laughs> you ever had a good <laughs> cock- no. cockroach no. steak? <laughs> <laughs> That's not part of a cockroach. What that is is 450 cockroaches mushed oh, into a brick. that's a real thing? A brick. I don't know. I bet it is.
0: Maybe did, not cockroaches, did you ever but see crickets. S- did you ever see the movie Snowpiercer with Chris Evans and um, Christoph from Truman Show? Uh, Ed Harris. No, but I think we've talked about Really that. liked him in Enemy at the Gates. Mm-hmm. He's a good bad guy. Well, okay, there's a bug eating thing in Yeah, I think you could get in Snowpiercer.
1: Certain I think you can in certain areas of the world you can get like a
0: brick of crickets. If you watch Snowpiercer, just know that it's an allegory <laughs> for now, for now. Or a documentary as uh, Dr. Nick Riviera, right, would say.
1: But there's a lot of things that like what do you like to do? Do you do you in your family, do you like to be able to pack up the car and Go on a vacation, whatever that might mean for to your family. So long as the gas
0: is affordable, yes.
1: <laughs> right. See how they're taking things away from us, right? It's, they're not going to ban going on a vacation, but they're going to make it sure hard for you, especially this summer. Because not only the gas is crazy, but the food, the hotels, the whatever else that you want to go do. Even a simple thing, like going two hours south to go camping, costs a lot more money than it did a year ago.
0: Right. Enough. So, I think there's a lot of people getting out too this year. There's a lot of competition for those camp well, spots.
1: Well, the the stimmies helped that a lot. You you go back. I don't know if it's still trending that way, but 2020 you had record sales of boats, RVs, bicycles. Um, I have some insight into the bike industry, and bike shops couldn't keep the oh yeah they, that they couldn't nuts. keep bikes on the floor in their shop, but they also couldn't get more. I went into a bike shop. That normally has X number of bikes on the floor, and they had like fifty percent of that uh, what they normally have because they'd sold so many, and they could not get. When bikes was this? In. this was tw- in the in the summer of twenty twenty. Been in this
0: year? <clears throat> I haven't been in too recently because I've been reading some news that these guys overbought inventory. You know, when they couldn't get any, and so everybody was mad, so they overbought it, and now they've got way too much of everything that everybody doesn't need. Right. I'm I'm seeing we're going to have inflation in the things we need, like food and gas and housing or whatever. Housing could potentially correct, but, you know, your big screen TVs or whatever you don't need, you're likely to see that they produce too much of it
1: yeah and i don't know that i don't know what the demand is like now for all
0: that recreational equipment would you consider bicycles recreational equipment because they might if the gas prices get any higher become required transportation equipment which i think is what the davos crowd would like
1: yeah riding a bike tour and stuff like that's great if you you want to if you want to and And if you like it. it makes sense for you you don't want to do it because you have to, because then you end up doing it in the winter when it's miserable or whatever.
0: One of our listeners has, <clears throat> has been one of those guys that rides in the winter. Whitaker. It can get. Whitaker, Tell comment, comment. You haven't commented in a while. Again, uh,
1: depending on how far you have to go and whatever. Like I, I ride my bike in the winter, but I have a bike that is made for that, and it's for fun. Is so that one of
0: those big fat tire tube? Yeah. Yeah. Fat, tired bikes. But um, what's, that sp- what's that for? Riding it on snow or something? Snow, sand, any soft surface. Going down hills? I can't imagine going up hills works.
1: Oh, it works fine, yeah. <laughs> you can get tons of traction. You can really go on them. You can actually get up a hill? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. A lot of people will buy a bike like that and that's their, their only bike. If that's all you can afford, fine. It gets you, it's, a very, it's really versatile. Really? But uh, it's not the most efficient at certain
0: at like know. regular riding on regular roads and <laughs> dirt roads and stuff
1: right but they're
0: comfortable nice and cushy
1: yeah okay <clears throat> you cool. run in the winter time on the on the snow I'll run about 2 psi in the tires so you, and it's great on the snow and then you get back down to the bottom of the mountain and ride across the parking lot which is usually plowed the paved
0: parking lot and it yeah but it's great on the snow. Okay, so we've thrown out hunting, but that's not really a good career. We've uh, talked about cycling. Well, let's let, let, like a career uh, that they'll
1: probably think, take away. Let's yeah. say you wanted to be an author or um, a musician. Look, they're going to want people who do that, but they're going to control what you write. Yeah. What,
0: you, what kind of music you make. So I think this year's a good year to do stuff like that. Like if you're going to write the epic uh, novel, write it now. Um, if you want to go on a vacation, which is what I think everybody else is thinking, I think people are sensing something worse is going to happen towards the end of this year. So this summer might be a good time for vacation. this. uh, This,
1: uh, bomb thrower guy says, does he talk about getting out this summer? He says, where did it go? He says, yeah, here it is. We're in an air pocket now. The, like job, the
0: eye of the storm, I think, is the way we would put it.
1: The job is resiliency because we're transitioning out of an existing system that is no longer functional and into a new one. Nobody really knows how it looks yet.
0: I think he's right. We've talked about uh, we've talked about that, right? And I think he's right about the <laughs> the recip. What do we call it? Reciproverse exclusion. <laughs> Did I get that right? Close enough. Reciproverse exclusion. Yeah, the idea that. They can't do this to us. They can kill a lot of people. We can kill a lot of each other, but we got to get it through our heads that they're going to fail when they try to ride this tiger. And so good people out there like you, the listeners, like we together, we need to figure this out. We got to figure out how we're going to um, operate in our dis- the disintegrated society and uh, inhabit the desolated cities, as Isaiah says. Well, or the desolate cities. We've been about an hour. Yeah. It's what a, else? Uh, give me. Get, let's give. Come on. Give them some more. Let's give the listeners a couple more things they can do here. What do we do? Um, come on, c- Bobby uh, Flood. In the either for this summer for fun or in the face uh, of this. Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody out there invent um, the pop-up lawyer. I think that would be good. That's kind of akin <laughs> to the trunk monkey. The trunk monkey was good, but the trunk monkey. <clears throat> I think has been seen before. They might try to shoot your trunk monkey. Um, Things that people can do
1: today while they're in this air pocket.
0: Yeah. What should we be doing right now? <clears throat> Turn, I, I, okay, you got to do this. You got to take down the barriers. I like his comments on uh, jettisoning low quality inputs, low signal inputs. Like w- My wife and I, we stopped really watching network television around 2009, 10-ish, which was weird. We just kind of came to this uh, stopped and our lives changed when we stopped taking those inputs in. And I, so, maybe if you're out there and you see me on the street, you need to say, Are you practicing what you preach? Are you, or did you get sucked right back into the matrix and you're watching a lot of movies and TV? I mean, we talk about it a lot on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but is it dominating my life? I don't know. Maybe I'm letting zero hedge dominate my life. I did spend the day doing uh, some auto mechanics, which. If you're even remotely inclined, I, th- I recommend trying to fix figure out if you can fix your stuff that's that That'll be a good, useful skill going forward.
1: I think um one thing that I don't see that he mentions, and it could be a byproduct of getting rid of some of the stuff he does mention, but get get in better physical shape, or if you're already there then then maintain that because I think being healthy is a great way to to resist davos man hiking
0: biking cycling
1: running that could be part of it it could just be a matter discus throwing doing doing uh push-ups and sit-ups and stuff in your own house walking going for a walk is free you don't need any new equipment to go for a walk so walk go for walks put on the mind virus podcast and go for a nice long walk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> People wonder why you're yelling while you're walking. You
0: idiots! You idiots! Don't talk about that. Talk about something else. <laughs> Say something interesting, Jordan. <laughs>
1: you blew it up. You maniacs! You blew it up.
0: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, but get get into better shape. Improve your diet. I think that could help. Get. I I saw a tweet. Again, you know, it's Twitter, whatever. Take it for what it's worth. This woman had. Posted a picture on Twitter of a bunch of. uh, Let me see if I can find it. I don't think I bookmarked it, but she she posted a picture of a bunch of food. Okay, I use that term loosely.
0: Yeah. While you're looking for it, by the way, this is a good year to maybe try gardening. Uh, There's still time to plant and harvest some of those uh, fruits and vegetables that go for uh, about 60 days. You know, and if and and the cucumbers and squashes are actually a lot. Uh, softer and more, I think more savory when they're smaller, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have the big chewy seeds in them and everything's a little smaller. So summer, a summer squash would be good. Picked a little bit younger. I don't think I, I bookmark it, but she posted a picture of a bunch of
1: food, right. And it was pop tarts and soda and those, you can't grow those in your garden and uh, chips and candy and like frozen stuff, like frozen pizza bites or something. And yeah, she said something like, "I can't believe this. This is a hundred and fifty dollars worth of food for my family, and it's only going to last three days or something." And people piled on her, saying, "That's yeah. not food." And they started posting things like, "For half that money, you could get two weeks worth of this, this, and this." And they listed pasta, r- rice, like rice and and meat, like raw meat. You know that you actually have to cook. And yeah. And, uh, other, other items, fruits, vegetables, things that's more like actually food and not just snacks and junk food. And it was a really <laughs> kind of an interesting peek into, I think the mindset of a lot of people where they think that groceries and they think that food is stuff like that. And now stuff like that's fun. Like I'm drinking this weird drink, right? Like we've talked about my drinking
0: habits. Ghost energy, I this think, one's is called what that ghost says. energy. What is that? Like all of the all of the energy, none of the extra bad stuff, and that's why it's called yeah. ghost, or does it just trick you into thinking it's energy? I've never even looked you.
1: too closely. I just know that their flavors are really good. Oh. They they have this one's orange cream. They have So it's like drinking one of those
0: orange creamsicles? It it is. They, I don't oh, wow. know what
1: kind of voodoo they do. They have um they have sour patch kid flavors.
0: They That's have, like one of the first levels of the heavens. Is orange creamsicle drinks yeah. that you just never have to they you never have, run out of.
1: They have Swedish fish flavor. They have strawberry bubblelicious, and I, I tried that one, and I was like, that tastes just like bubblelicious, and it's awful because I you <laughs> I don't know, want to be like, drinking bubblelicious was terrible, yeah. right? <laughs> you remember the gum, like yeah. I, How's the Swedish fish? That sounds a little rich. It's uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It tastes like Swedish fish in a drink.
0: What if you could blend up a bunch of Swedish fish?
1: You might just gum, up, might your gum up your blender. <laughs> but anyway, junk foods, fun stuff like that is fine. But you don't live on it, right? Men cannot live on Pop Tarts alone. I think that's what the verse says. It, it, it's a new, it's the new
0: woke transition translation. The NWT, <laughs> the new woke translation. Yeah. Men is that can, on Bible Hub? <laughs> it's <should laughs> one of the be, options. Not yet. Oh, yeah, that we but, could sell that. We could do a, a sarcastic version of the Bible or a, I bet it's a, y, a, a YMM. A, your mileage may vary. Y, yeah. YMV. Yeah. YMMV translation. Be like, I am the way, the truth, and the life if you want it to be. No, I think we could do Jesus right, but we could get some of the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're giving me a good idea for my future career. <laughs> hey, so Bobby, did you ever do companionship inventory in a Absolutely. as a missionary? Absolutely. That was a thing? Yeah. Even in Canada? Yep. In the Canadian mission? Yeah. So I was just thinking while you're talking about that stuff, if you're married, now might be a good time to do a companionship inventory. Don't call it that. I know. Don't call it that. Your, your, your wife... Don't
1: even get close or, to that. Your wife will think it's weird forget i said that your Scratch husband that. will, have, roll, p- your husband will have
0: you get to edit this out edit this out i know you're going to spend a lot of time editing this so you edit it out we we'll roll it back everybody's forgotten what i said now would be a good time yeah now would be a good time to get together with your uh, lovely spouse and not not take a an inventory like those crazy people in the mission field like when they would do companionship inventories remember that that was like that stupid yeah terrible you never want to do that um but uh, maybe you could uh, get together with your spouse and t- take inventory of your lives and what you're doing. And like, okay, so hey, yeah, we we got this uh, air pocket, eye of the storm here. What what could we do that would be meaningful? What could we do that be fun? What could we do that be lasting memories? What could we do that would um, set us up? You know, could be good preparedness thing. Do some time budgeting on on together. What how you see. Uh, you know, spending your time and, and maybe some money making some changes that would, would help help you in the future as we try to uh, what does he say at the start? He says, Read this if you don't want your human rights recalibrated. <laughs> so if you don't want if you don't want to be brain damaged by what's going on and uh, captured by it, what could what kind of changes you could make? I think that do some planning. That'd be good a good thing to do. We mentioned being independently wealthy because
1: Mark here mentions that. And he he goes into a little bit about what he means. And I think this is relevant to what uh, Jordan's saying. He says, by independently wealthy, I mean not reliant on single external entities, and especially on a government entitlement. If you live in a trailer on a plot of land that you own free and clear and have a viable niche in your community, you're independent you're in a better shape than the the mid-level investment banker whose bonus is 750,000 but he's several million in debt over and above his assets.
0: <clears throat>
1: but uh yeah, I think having a companionship inventory is a great idea. Wait. No. I, oh shoot. I Back used, it up. <laughs> Good heavens. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, figure out figure out what you guys what you can do over the next year or two or even in the short term like this summer. Um and what that might mean. Figure out what your barriers are as an individual. Figure out what they are as a family, and see if you can't uh, tear down those barriers and and move yourself into a better, a better place intellectually, spiritually, yeah. economically.
0: And then you got to figure out between the two of you which ones you're going to act on and how to make sure you act on them and fulfill your plan. Right? Don't go crazy. Don't go half off half cocked and move to Timbuktu and and spend all your money and. And, uh, peak too early. I mean, I think this is going to be a long grind. And of course you've got to consult with the Lord. You got to figure out, you know, what you really think is the right thing to do, but we got to figure out how to develop the will to act. This is encapsulated in a funny conversation I had with my brother. He says to his wife the other day, he says, honey, I think we need to get a hovercraft. And she says, well, what, when are you going to stop talking about it and just do it? <laughs> so did he, <laughs> which is a, hilarious. Did he get a hovercraft? Well, you got to know the two of them. What, I'm not you sure do, if he really came home with one. If that would be, what do you do if with she, the if She cramp? would really say, "Will you like get out on Utah Lake and
1: drive like 80 miles an hour or something?" Right, but how's that going to help him in the in the apocalypse?
0: It is the apocalypse. I mean, other than I don't like, know, he's the I, one that's praying. And did GI Joe have one? He yes, and it was really cool. Yeah, they had guns mounted to it, missile launchers. Yeah. And it had the little uh, drop down thing where you could the slide could come out, and had a little motorcycle on it, it yeah. had depth charges. that was cool. I had one. It was that really was, cool. Until this cool. very brother of mine when he my it. was very small, he broke. I was very angry. <clears throat> we love G i. Joe at my house. I
1: have the ski uh, the skier G. i Joe guy. I think his name was Snow Job. that's right. you're bringing it back, speaking of innuendo. <laughs> In you Innuendo about what? The Congress? And I was um, playing with him out in the snow because he yes, had skis he and stuff. Skis. I remember this. I was out there and, you know, the, the snow plows would come through and they would move the snow off, to, off the roads and they would create these mounds
0: they on the side the, of the road. plow the snow. That's what that's called.
1: And for the G.I. Joe guy, that mound of snow was a mountain. So I was skiing him down the mountain. Now, remember the inside of G.I. Joe guys are the rubber bands.
0: I know. I have fixed that many times with my own rubber bands. Well, they got brittle in the cold break
1: and he just fell apart. Yeah. He just fell apart. All of his arms. His it's arms, like they just
0: jumped right off his arms, legs, everything. Uh, just, <laughs> right. in head. I was like,
1: Oh, oh he's dead. He's gone. <laughs> did you bring all his pieces in? I, I don't know. I don't know what I did.
0: Dang. But yeah, I still remember that. Cause they I, I like po- skiing, they and were I, fully so I really poseable. liked that guy. Yeah, they were G.I. Joe's were so much cooler than Barbie's because they were smaller. You could put them in your pocket and take them to school. But they were fully posable. Yeah. And I would remember sometimes having these Barbie-G.I. Joe interactions. It's kind of like having Tom Cruise in a movie. <laughs> Got some hot chicks, and they're pretty tall. And they're way taller than him. But your guy can kick me yeah. and yeah. take names. Yeah. <laughs> well...
1: All right. Well, on that note, buy a hovercraft. Buy a
0: hovercraft. Get back into G.I. Joe. Do some fun stuff. Make sure to check in next week for the Mind Virus show. I think it's going to be fun. Wish Bobby a fun time. He's going to have some fun this week. Here's your choices you can buy a
1: hovercraft, or you can become a neo feudal surf trapped within a social credit system,
0: living on Stimmies and doing what you're told. Amen, brother.
1: Maybe you should go into hovercraft sales.
0: I have one sale I could make right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. we're,
1: we're going to wrap it up today, a little shorter today. but uh,
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We're glad <coughs> that you had a chance to listen to last week's podcast. I hope you uh, uh, catch the positive spirit of all of this. We're hoping to improve and help and um, genuinely see people connecting with each other and with God and working for good. For truth. Absolutely. And for wisdom. Okay, go get them, Tigers. All right.
1: (laughs) Thanks, everybody. See you later. We are
0: out.